This weekend, brothers and sisters, begins a series of Gospels all about the Eucharist. For the next five weeks, all of our Gospels will come from John chapter 6, one of the most famous chapters in all of Scripture. There's, a, so, there's so much Eucharistic theology packed in to just this one chapter in these next five weeks. We be, the, the chapter begins with the multiplication of the loaves that we hear about today. And after seeing the miracle, the people are intrigued by what Jesus has done. And they want to hear more from him. So he begins to teach them afterward with his famous bread of life discourse. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever drinks of me will never thirst. That's going to be the next five weeks in our Gospels. And so with that in mind, Father Schrader, Deacon Morris, Father Sullivan, and I, we all kind of decided that for these five weeks, we wanted to do a preaching series, if you will, all about the Holy Eucharist, to pick a different theme each week that all of us would hit on. So that's what you're going to get for the next few weeks. And this week, I think in particular, there's a beautiful line from the second reading that gets to what we're planning on talking about that might seem unrelated. Where St. Paul tells us, I, Paul, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. For our purposes today, I think we can maybe rewrite that passage a bit to say this. I, Paul, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the gift you have received. Namely, the Holy Eucharist, brothers and sisters. It's important for us to talk about the idea of reverence. Reverence for the Eucharist, reverence for the most blessed sacrament. It's often maybe referred to as piety, but it's a very, very important thing that we should all instill within our hearts. The outward reverence that we are called to show should, of course, reflect what is going on interiorly within our own hearts. The words and gestures and things that we do to show reverence for the Eucharist should hopefully grow our Eucharistic faith and our Eucharistic devotion. And it's good for us, I think, to once in a while be given a little refresher on how important reverence for the Eucharist and reverence for the Mass is. Because it's so easy for us to take the Eucharist for granted when we receive it, hopefully, very often. So when we talk about Eucharistic reverence, brothers and sisters, reverence for the Blessed Sacrament actually begins before we even leave our homes for Holy Mass. As many of us know, to prepare for Mass, the Church asks us to fast for one hour, with the exception of water and medicine. Or if you have to eat food with medicine, that is okay. But the Church calls us to fast for one hour before we receive Holy Communion. To prepare our souls to receive the Eucharist, the Church calls on us to prepare our bodies as well. Because the Eucharist is not just ordinary food it is supernatural spiritual sustenance. Again, many of you of a certain age might remember that many years ago, the fast was from midnight until Mass began. Nowadays, the Church only asks us to fast for an hour, but it's a very important thing for us to do. Another way to show reverence for the Holy Eucharist involves even how we dress when we go to Mass and how we present ourselves here. That term Sunday best had to get its name from somewhere, brothers and sisters. And it's important that our clothing and our appearance should befit the solemnity 
of what we celebrate. And it says something about what we're attending and what we're partaking in by how we present ourselves. Now, I know that there can be extenuating circumstances on this. I was a baseball player myself as a child, and there were many Sundays where the only mass I could make was immediately after a game. And I came in my very dirty baseball uniform, and that's fine. (laughs) Circumstances can be extenuating on those things. I would much rather you be here in a baseball uniform covered with dirt than not here at all. But it's always important that if we have the time and the ability and the wherewithal, that we at least try to dress appropriately. And also before Mass, when we arrive here, it's important, I think, to get here maybe a little early if possible. Again, there can be times where it's hard to get the whole family in the car. But the time before Mass should be spent in prayer, reflecting on what we're about to partake in and participate in. It should be meditative, maybe rather than a social hour. If you want to talk with someone, the gathering area is a great place to do that. And when we enter the church, making that sign of the cross with the holy water to remind us of our baptism and our identity as our as beloved sons and daughters of Jesus, genuflecting when we go into the pew and especially when we cross in front of the tabernacle. Those are all important ways that we show reverence to what is here, that this is a house of God and that God dwells with us in the tabernacle. And many people, again, of a certain age might even remember that pious custom of if you're driving by a church to at least make the sign of the cross as well. You know, my parents and grandparents grew up with that, and I think that's a nice little custom for us to maybe bring back. And when it comes to receiving the Eucharist itself, it's important to reflect on how we are to physically receive the Eucharist. We're called to receive the host, and at least in normal circumstances, the precious blood, in a reverent way as well. Because again, the way that we receive the Eucharist should show that the Eucharist is so much more than just bread and wine. It's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. So again, our church asks us before we receive, maybe like when we're one person behind, to make a reverent bow before we receive Holy Communion. Again, in reverence for what is in front of us. And then we receive either reverently on the tongue or use both of our hands to receive. And then saying amen when we receive the host. I know some people like to say thank you, Father, but really I'm not the one to be thanked in that moment. We thank God most by saying amen. And if we're receiving on the hand, we always prefer non-moving targets. Uh, that, is, that is very much preferred. Uh, to make your hands a throne, one hand on top of the other, not like a bowl, and certainly not grabbing or grasping after the Eucharist, but reverently making your hands a throne, and then using the bottom hand to take the host. And of course, be mindful if there are any particles or anything on your hands, uh, because even the smallest particle of the Eucharist is still very much the Eucharist. And I, also, I always recommend that folks should at least be familiar with receiving on the tongue. We're a little bit of a an anomaly in America that we receive on the hand. So if you go to Rome or any other country, you'll at least be expected to receive on the tongue there. Uh, so please don't bite my hand. Uh, that is also preferred. Just stick your tongue out and the priest will put the host on your tongue. And again, try, not, try to avoid grasping or, or taking the Eucharist. The God's greatest gifts are meant to be received rather than, rather than taken um, and, so, and if you've got a, a, either a kiddo in your hands or using a cane, it's probably best to receive on the tongue so we're not trying to juggle the Eucharist uh, with a little one in our arms. 
Again, you might even notice one of the things I do to reflect this, after the consecration at the Eucharistic prayer, I'll keep my thumb and my forefinger together. Because sometimes there can be particles that that get on my fingers. And again, even the smallest particle of the Eucharist is still the Holy Eucharist, and it is still the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And after receiving, we go back to our pews and we pray and thank God for the wonderful gifts that we have received. And to ask our Lord to let the graces of the Eucharist permeate our whole self. One of my favorite prayers to pray after communion is the anima Christi prayer. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. It's often on the back of most missiles. It's probably on the back of ours. It's a beautiful, beautiful Eucharistic prayer to pray in the pew after receiving Jesus, to let the Eucharist enter into your whole heart, soul, and mind. And maybe even after Mass, to stay a minute or two in prayer and to continue that thanksgiving. And certainly, again, we love to gather and congregate after Mass. Probably the best place to do that is in the gathering area or outside. All of these exterior things that we do, brothers and sisters, should also move us interiorly to prayer. How we treat the Eucharist should reflect what we believe about the most blessed sacrament. And that so that hopefully the Eucharist has a real and lasting effect in us, more than just the 60 minutes we might spend here at Mass. So today, brothers and sisters, may we renew our commitment to receiving the Eucharist with reverence and with devotion, to show our appreciation for so great a gift that God gives to us each and every time we attend Holy Mass. And may we, today and every day, live in a manner worthy of the gift we have received from our Heavenly Father.